the Wednesday edition of the Dr. Lori Marvers podcast, where I actually give you a monologue of things that I'm learning this week or maybe something that I'm teaching my patients at the Dr. Furman's Health Oasis here in Boca Raton, Florida. So tomorrow I'm going to be teaching a class on coronary artery disease, you know, basic questions, how it starts, what's the actual process of building plaque in the arteries. You know, it starts with, you know, damage to that very delicate one cell layer uh, inside the arteries called the endothelial uh, layer. Um, and it goes from there to where the point you have a, a plaque and then it ruptures and you get what we call a thrombus where it goes downstream and actually cause a heart attack. So amazing evidence pointing to what causes this is animal products, trans fat, saturated fat, and, and to a smaller degree, you know, cholesterol uh, consumed from the diet. And, you know, there's vast evidence showing that a plant-based diet can actually reverse some heart disease. It certainly improves what we call angina. I've seen that over and over again in my own patients, people who've had, you know, chest discomfort even after having stents placed in, you know, uh, cabbages, which is a, a, a bypass in, you know, just now managed with medications. And when they go on a plant-based diet, a whole foods plant-based diet, no oil, no salt, boom, within two weeks, three weeks, the chest pain is improving. Within a few months, they're able to do more activities than they previously could. And, you know, it just boggles my mind, number one, all the confusing information that's out there on the internet and that people are just willing to believe anything, I guess, because they want to believe the one thing that will, you know, example, it's like they would want to believe that the paleo diet or an Atkins diet is healthy because that's what they want to eat. They want to eat the meat that they've always eat it, eaten, um, you know, to, to go outside your comfort zone and actually think about things critically, look at the actual science, look at the, you know, the clinical data and the experience of other physicians who actually do this. I mean, it just, to, to ignore that, it just, I don't even know how to describe it. It, um, at times is frustrating. Other times it's motivating, continue to share this message. But, you know, I always equate this, doing this type of, um, job where we're actually trying to save people, but everything seems to be against us. It's like you have this tidal wave coming towards you and you punch a hole in it with, you know, helping one patient, but then it immediately fills up with like 10 more. And, you know, to have people call our, our office and, you know, literally in tears saying, you know, I need help. Can you help me? And they have a cardiologist and they have a regular doctor and they, they have endocrinologists. They have all these doctors managing their diseases with medications, yet they never improve. You know, we have people who are eating fast food, junk food, because, you know, in their mind, they can't afford a whole foods plant-based diet. And that is a bunch of BS as well. I've shown on my, you know, my own Facebook page, the Lori Marvis Health Web's, uh, Facebook page. Go there. There are videos on how to do this on less than $7 a day. That's less than $50 a week. And you can even push it below that, you know, per person if you need to. And so this is not an impossible task. But anyway, going back to, you know, I'm looking over these slides that I'm working on for teaching tomorrow. And I love to use, of course, Dr. Furman's End of Heart Disease book. And then I love to use um, How Not to Die book by Dr. Michael Greger. And in his section on Dr. Greger's book, um, 
the of the heart disease, he had some really interesting uh, paragraphs. I'd like to just kind of quote and read to you. One of it's called Follow the Money, and here's the quote from the book. So research showing the coronary artery disease can be reversed with a plant-based diet, with or without healthy lifestyle changes, has been published for decades in some of the most prestigious medical journals in the world. Why hasn't this news translated into public policy yet? No, now that's a brilliant question. Why has that not translated into public policy? I mean, are you serious? This has been information has been known for decades. I could have learned this in medical school, yet, yet I have not. I did not. Okay, sorry. Going back. Next paragraph. In 1977, the U.S. Senate Committee on Nutrition and Human Needs tried to do just that. Known as the McGovern Committee, they released Dietary Goals for the United States, a report advising Americans to cut down on animal-based foods and increase consumption of plant-based foods. As a founding member of Harvard University's nutrition department recalls, the meat, milk, and egg producers were very upset. And now that's an understatement. Under industry pressure, not only was the goal to decrease meat consumption removed from the report, but the entire Senate Nutrition Committee was disbanded. Several prominent senators reputedly lost their election bids as a result in supporting this report. In more recent years, it was uncovered that many members of the U.S. Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee have financial ties to everything from candy bar companies to entities like McDonald's Council on Healthy Lifestyles, Coca-Cola's Beverage Institute for Health and Wellness. One committee member even served as a brand girl for cake mix maker Duncan Hines and then as the official Crisco brand girl before going on to help write the official dietary guidelines for Americans. As one commentator noted in the Food and Drug Law Journal, historically, the Dietary Guidelines Advisory Committee reports contained no discussion of all the scientific research on the health consequences of eating meat. If the committee actually discussed this research, it would be unable to justify its recommendation to eat meat, as the research would show that meat increases the risk of chronic diseases, contrary to the purposes of the guidelines. Thus, by simply ignoring that research, the committee is able to reach a conclusion that would otherwise look improper. <sighs> so, you know, it blows my mind. Well, maybe it doesn't. I don't know. Maybe it does. That we are... American citizens, shouldn't our government be recommending what would be the most nutritionally sound advice to keep us healthy? I mean, for heavens, for goodness sake, we we are the ones that pay taxes. We are the ones that drive um, the economy. Wouldn't we want us to be in the most healthy state possible? Wouldn't we want to drive down health care costs related to the chronic diseases? I mean, Chronic disease is up, you know, over 80% of what ails America, which can be eliminated by changing our diet, moving more, and stopping smoking, you know, having a healthy weight. So this is not rocket science, but what is <laughs> what appears to be rocket science, what we can't figure out, is actually how to get us all on the same page and actually promoting the one diet that has been shown in, in scientific evidence for decades that can reverse chronic disease, including heart disease, including type 2 diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol. That, you know, I see it every single day. I, I know I have saved lives by introducing the whole food plant-based diet to patients. I know I have saved, you know, 
many days of agony and pain by introducing this diet to patients who are more than willing to change. But you have to have the message. A doctor has to share that. And it should be considered medical negligence not to do that because you are not giving them full disclosure of all the options. It's to just offer medications is not act, is not right. You know, we should offer, you know, more advice than saying, oh, go lose some weight in exercise without strategic ways to do that that have been scientifically proven to help people. And, you know, it's unfortunate that I was also one of those doctors I didn't know. But once the light came to me, like once that opportunity came to learn and I investigated and I saw what happened with patients who changed their diets to the whole food plant-based diet, there was no holding me back. This is, this is the most incredible thing I've ever been able to offer patients. I mean, if you could see when I have patients crying in my office because they have stopped their diabetic medications, they have stopped their hypertension medications, they no longer have chest pain, they can go play with their kids, they can watch their grandkids, because I told them to eat more fruits and vegetables, stopping animal products. Are you kidding me? That is the most satisfying thing that you could ever do. And for someone to ignore that evidence, anecdotal or not, but, or go look up the science. Don't You don't have to believe me. Go look at the science with an objective view. And you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, cannot deny it. I have never seen a patient reverse their heart disease or diabetes other than if they had drastic weight loss, drastic weight loss by cutting calories by eating meat and dairy products and eggs. I mean, it's just, it blows my mind. I had a patient, you know, I have a, a potential person call and they, they're crying, you know, they're in their, their, they're midlife, they've had a bypass, they have type 2 diabetes, uncontrolled blood sugars, working a minimal wage job, and, you know, was in the ER recently with blood sugars over 400. But people, when I tell them, well, this is what we're going to do, but I'm a carnivore. This is what I'm saying. I'm like, you're not a carnivore. Being a carnivore, quote unquote, made you sick. So, you know, this goes back to what Einstein said. You know, if you continue to do the same thing and expect a different outcome, that's the definition of being a fool. So the same thing goes with our diet. If you continue to eat the same things, even in smaller amounts, moderation will kill, by the way. You know, a moderate amount of alcohol to an alcohol alcoholic is not good. A moderate amount to, of tobacco, is that going to be good? No. <laughs> You're not going to heal until you take away the one thing that's causing the disease. So moderate amount of meat and eggs and dairy products is not going to make you well. It's as if it's something we must stop. And so I don't know what else to say other than to keep trying to spread the message. So if you guys would please, you know, share the podcast, share this message, you know, share the website, you know, talk, tell people about Dr. Furman's Health Oasis, tell them about, my docandchef.com you know, website. I have an entire program they can buy and learn how to do this even on their own. They work on it on their own time. They can, you know, there's another program to help kids, you know, um, eat more vegetables, eat more fruits, you know, helping parents understand that you have to parent. If you want healthy children, folks, you need to parent and feed them well. You know, I have seen children as young as eight years old with type 2 diabetes, high cholesterol, and a fatty liver. 
eight years old. These are babies. What are we doing? You know, if you go back and you look at the studies, there's actually evidence that this actually begins in utero, that if a mother has high LDL or high, you know, the bad cholesterol, that the babies start forming fatty streaks, which is the beginning of the atherosclerotic process. So, you know, moms, we have to be wary of what we're doing even before we're pregnant, before you're having children. And then you have to wonder what you're feeding your children. You know, I understand it's what it's like to be busy and raise three kids. I had three kids starting medical school. I was, they were five, three, and 10 months old when I started medical school. And if I would have known then what I know now, would I have ever allowed them to eat, you know, <clears throat> Chick-fil-A or McDonald's or, I didn't do much McDonald's, or Sonic hamburgers, even on occasion? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Um, because honestly, every time you hand your kid that hot dog, you hand that kid that piece of pizza, you're handing them a piece of poison. And I know that seems drastic, but it's absolutely true. One, not only are you increasing the risk for chronic disease in younger life, but you're also creating a little food addict. They're going to crave the salt, the, the high fat. You know, we, we can't continue down this path. We are literally killing ourselves. Two-thirds of Americans are overweight or obese. Two-thirds. It is now not normal in this country to be thin and in, in a normal, healthy weight. When are we going to open our eyes and look in the mirror and say enough is enough? Some, You know, absolutely, sometimes the right thing is the hardest thing to do, but we have to do it. And, you know, sometimes looking at the truth hurts and you got to pull back the scab just really fast and just get busy and get to work. And that's literally what I have to do. That's what I'm doing every day, and that's what I, I'm begging you to do as well. So, you know, these Wednesday podcasts tend to be a little bit more emotional, and I'm excited and because, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I'd rather go to sleep and not have to worry about other people and, you know, just maybe go write a prescription. It would be great if I could just do that and everyone would be well and healthy and healing, but it's not. So I feel compelled to share this message, and I hope that you do too. Because you honestly, it's going to take one person helping another person that helps another person. Because obviously the government doesn't care about us. They're not going to put forth any type of legislation that's going to help us until we demand a change. And that's where it's got to start. So take care of each other, eat your vegetables, and I'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>